0: Welcome to Cross Politic. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox, and I'm the water boy. Make sure you support our club. We appreciate it. Join our club. Join our army. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Join our club army. Whoa. All together.
1: That escalated quickly. Kind
0: of intense. Hey, last Thursday, the Supreme Court ruled six to three that Biden is uh, lost, basically. Okay? business <laughs> with over 100 employees. Uh, you know, he's trying to push business over 100 employees to acquire the lose. jab. You lose. Uh, and the Supreme Court, 6-3, ruled him down. You know, turn him down. And, and according to the Babylon B they they said the Supreme Court is setting a dangerous precedent of letting the American people make medical decisions for themselves.
1: <laughs> Bars. It came from CNN actually. <laughs> Did it?
0: <laughs> no. Every major news outlet. You gotta you gotta check this out. I think this is more important than we realize. Is going after Joe Rogan and Spotify right now, and, and why you ask? Well, uh, for misinformation, disinformation, whatever they want to call it. Uh-huh. An open letter signed by 270 health care professionals, doctors, physicians. Science educators. What I, is that? I don't, I don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, they stated this. By allowing the propagation of false and societal... Societal? you on your own. Uh, har- time, they, that's their language, not mine. <laughs> Societally. Societally. <laughs> uh, harmful assertions. <laughs> Spotify is enabling its hosted media, Joe Rogan, to damage public trust in scientific research and mm. sow doubt and the credibility of data-driven guidance offered by medical professionals. Data-driven guides. pin that in your head. Okay. The, the public health officials were particularly bothered by Joe Rogan's interview with Dr. Malone, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. Uh, uh, that's weird. Where Malone said that mass formation psychosis is what is driving the pandemic and that yeah. the government is suppressing the efficacy of therapeutics, among other claims. I don't think that's a claim. They're literally suppressing therapeutics. No. According to the Hill Epidemiologist Katrine Wallace, who signed the letter, told Rolling Stone that she, was, she viewed Rogan as a menace to public health. That's, <laughs> that's unbelievable. And that his ideas are fringe. Oh. 50 million people watched that episode, Dr. Malone. And Wallace added that having Rogan and his guest on a huge platform makes it seem there are two sides to the issue, and they are really not. <laughs> that's what that's what she said. She finishes with the the overwhelming evidence is the vaccine works and is safe. Uh, two things here. Two things. Only two. Okay. There's, a, there's, a, yeah, there's a lot only more. Two. I got two also. Okay. Note that the letter states that Joe Rogan and Spotify are damaging public trust in scientific research and sowing doubt in the credibility of data-driven guidance offered by the medical professionals. Okay. That data-driven thing cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, one of the things I was thinking about this, I, I we did this, uh, like, a long time ago i think it's like in 2020 when we were talking about this data end of 2020 right. when we we're talking about this data maybe beginning of 2021 where uh we compared in 2019 and 2020 flu deaths were about 475 yeah. flu deaths yeah. Four, ages 17 and under yeah kids yep kids right and and then in 2020 the year 2020 so it's not it's not a staggered year but the year 2020 with covid statistics there for ages 17 and under the flu deaths uh, the covid deaths were under that flu total is it like, it's something like 400 or yeah. 425 or something but, like but, that. But
2: it's certainly not like astronomically larger.
0: Not not at all. And yet they're all saying every kid under yeah. uh, the age of 17 to 12 years old needs to get vaxxed. Right. Yeah. It's like, are you paying attention to data? Right. And then of course masks. Masks don't work. Right. Yeah. How many? How many
2: well, studies? There goes the the YouTube channel again. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, do we, say, Thanks, we say that? We say that. Man, Ivermectin. Ivermectin. <laughs> Ivermectin. Nah. Oh,
0: <laughs> now, lastly, here, and I think this is actually the most important point that's going on, besides their misinformation that they're giving Rolling Stone, which is a very credible news source, <laughs> in all this. Uh, both. Why not? Both. Yeah, they just keep going. Why not? They just going, they're just not on YouTube anymore. Right. Both uh, the media. And the medical professionals are going after Joe Rogan. Right. Why are they both going after Joe Rogan? They're dogpiling Joe Rogan because I think Joe Rogan is killing it. with with uh, he is becoming a news source in fact
2: he's getting the most listened to do you see the stats for his ratings no his ratings he is like cnn and fox oh he's killing them they're tiny not even
1: killing them
2: they they i mean he's so that's why the media is going after him right and then the medical
0: professionals are going after him for the same reason right he's making them look bad right he's making media look bad he's making
2: news look bad i i um
0: you have
1: two
2: well, oh, thank you. I forgot. I got two. Um, I think you mentioned this uh, off air, uh, Gabe, but I think it's a great idea that he, uh, Joe Rogan, ought to a- ask them to send um, one of their medical professionals to who signed the document uh, um, yep. on his show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, like, have the debate and and do it with you know Dr. Malone, Peter, Peter McCullough. McCullough. Yep. Um, have the discussion. Like, I mean, that's uh, that's the thing. Like, he's actually. Like digging into the stats and saying, like, well, let's do the data thing. That's right. Um, and I think that would be a great idea. Uh, the, the fact that they're just calling out there's damaging public trust in sci- scientific research. I mean, that's the thing. Is, is that's, that's nuts. Um, the, the, the thing that's damaging public trust is the fact that they are not using data. Right. That, that's the thing. And I know that's what your point yeah. was. But that's but the other thing is I wonder, wondered about, um, I thought it was cool to be a menace to society. Well, yeah. It's authentic. I thought... <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I th- you
0: uh, got uh, this huge group think, thing going yeah. on right now. Right. Well, and, and,
1: But here's something. I've, so I've been thinking about this. Right now, we all know that the whole economy is in flux, right? Oh, flux. Is a- a- is it's, it's careening. It's careening. But I've watched Joe Rogan since news radio, I believe. I watched him since news radio. He came on... That's when I first saw Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he was a tough guy on the show. And Joe Rogan, after... While he was... Coming to the end of news radio, he started doing this thing with MMA and started announcing yeah, it for free. Right. With them. like, what is he doing? Why is he doing that for free? That thing blows up, right. and he's the voice of that. And then he started this podcast, started happening. It's like, what is podcasting? I don't know what a is. His podcast blows up. And now when you look at Joe Rogan, he's the only person that really matters to all of the, the, the news, right, <laughs> all yeah. of the doctors. Medical professionals. And I'm thinking... We should have been out there way before now because that should have been us. We have to start doing things. Meaning Christians. Christians. Yes, absolutely We have to start doing things that looks like to everybody else it doesn't really matter. There really is no effect. And then when it comes time, we're the only people who actually have our hands in the ground knowing what's going on. Sons of Issachar, like we talked about before, right? Right, And all of a sudden everybody's like, we got to shut those guys down. We didn't matter 20 years ago to you. We didn't matter 15 years ago to you. Right. And that's, no, I'm not trying to tune any horns, but I'm going to say that's one thing I really appreciate about, appreciate about it with Doug and Logos and Canon Press. Yep. 30, and NSA. 30, yep. NSA uh-huh. 40, 30, 40 years ago. Right. Ain't nobody care. Right. Government schools seemed all good. Right. Yeah. Now, right. all of a sudden, people like people's kids can't even get into a school and they're fighting in Chicago right now on whether or not their teachers are going to teach. And, right. and people, what do I do with my kids? Right. Oh, You know you need to matter
0: you're just a cog in the wheel and you said you know doing things that doesn't really matter but the the blessing of working under the lordship of christ is god knows those all matter all those actions matter even the small things yeah Yeah.
1: everyone before they leave the house does the check and you know the check right your wallet keys phone my case gun you want to make sure that you got everything you need before you leave Well, the list of items that you need before you leave just expanded. That is, if you live in Washington, D.C. Now, after January 15th, per Lord Bowser's order, who happens to be the mayor of D.C., it seems like they're going to actually have a citywide vaccination entry requirement that requires COVID-19 vaccinations to enter indoor facilities within the city. Here's the tweet from Lord Bowser Herself Otherwise known as Yo mama Because (laughs) she acting like it Wow Quote Remember that starting Saturday You will need these three things Before heading out Oh man (laughs) Proof of vaccination 12 plus years Proof of vaccination And photo ID 18 plus years That's racist Somebody needs to talk to her about that And number three The most scientific thing ever Masks
0: Oh my goodness (laughs) DC. Yeah. DC deserves all this. I'm just saying. She
2: also wants to wipe your nose before you leave the house. Honey, did you forget your (laughs)
1: lunch? The real question, though, that I want to ask is how do they plan to do this? How do they actually plan to police such an order? Well, they do have a plan. They plan to do this by essentially turning every business into a Gestapo. Ooh. Every business in DC is required to hang this sign. In their business and check each person For their private health status If they're to come inside their place of business Now listen I'm actually old enough to remember When something like this was illegal Remember HIPAA It wasn't too long ago Mayor Mayor Bowser doesn't remember HIPAA And somebody needs to remind her Now while churches They seem to have a small list of places where That are exempt They're inside of that list One has to wonder how long before They actually crumble too If your church is actually requiring masks, it really won't be long before they want to actually see your vaccination status before they're actually going to serve you communion or just to enter the premises of the sanctuary. And so, Pastor, here's the thing that I want to know. If you're a church right now in D.C., Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what do you do? Because I don't think being quiet right now
0: they think they just got away with a fight it's like oh relief we're We're exempt churches are exempt so
2: it's all good it reminds me of the the conversation we had with with dr joe boot at the midweek fix this last week when he was talking about what's going on with the um, c4 law legislation that passed in canada and and the fact that there's still some christians out there saying well it, it doesn't you know, it doesn't define e- exactly what, you know, conversion therapy right. is. And maybe it's, maybe it's not illegal for us still to preach and teach. They try to find work. their own loopholes. And, and, you know, <laughs> let's wait and see what the court's saying. And Dr. Boot's going, what? Are you insane? Like the previous version of the bill. Allowed for consenting adults to get conversion ther- therapy, and, and that was out. taken right. out yep. right. for Bill yep. C-4. So, right. no, if, if you're in Washington, D.C., and, and you're a church, you're a pastor, you've got to see this um, as them. Uh, this is not them um, s- giving you a pass. Yep. This is not them saying, oh, we really do support churches and their freedom. no. Right. This is them saying basically, we don't think we can take you. We yet. could, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, we can't take you, but we'll be back for you later. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so if you're a pastor right now in Washington D.C. or anywhere close to that region, you need to be seeing this as the shot over the bow.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. And, mm-hmm.
2: and so you've yeah. got to be like you've got to be pushing back. Right. Not not saying oh. Whew. We're safe, which is what Christians frequently do. They say, Oh, we're we're safe. No, you're not safe. They they're coming for you. They just don't think they can take you right now.
1: Yeah, but they're coming for you. My yeah. other thought on this was, you know, if you have so so churches are allowing they don't have to check for the papers. Some they're exempt in one sense. But your people are not exempt from everywhere right. else they go. That's right. Your right. people still have to go to work. And if you are if if or go and go shopping, I mean, just to get food out of a grocery store, mm-hmm. they have to enter inside yeah. of businesses. What are your people supposed to do if they can't go to work? Right. Your commands to teach them how right. to take dominion, right. hard work, taking care of their families. Something like this doesn't allow somebody sure. to take care of their families. It, so what? You can go to church. You can't do the other but, things but that you need to do. There's two
0: kingdoms. Let that one kingdom out on Monday through Saturday do their thing, and then the kingdom on Sunday. I'm at
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the problem with that, Gabe. Here's the problem, yeah. and I know you're being sarcastic, but is it it? If what will happen is that your churches are going to end up empty. Yeah, because mm. if you can't support your family, if you can't work, yep. if you can't go out there Monday through Saturday, can th- then you can't come to church. You're moving. You're leaving. Yeah. So, pastors, if you don't see this as an attack on your people and on your church, yep. then you're you're not you're not connecting the dots. Mm. Yeah, Professor Ehud Kimron. I'm going that's with a
1: nice it. try, <laughs>
2: Professor Ehud Kimron. I, I think that's I think that's the right one. Head of the Department of Microbiology and Immunology at Tel Aviv University in Israel. Uh, in yes, and yep. is one of the leading uh, Israeli immunologists. Has written an open letter. Sharply criticizing the Israeli, indeed, global management of the coronavirus pandemic. Professor Ehud, I'm just going with it, (laughs) writes, You refuse to admit that the infection comes in waves that fade by themselves, despite years of observations and scientific knowledge. You insisted on attributing every decline of a wave solely to your actions. And so, through false propaganda... Mm you overcame the plague and again, you defeated it. And again, and again, and again, it's probably even better in Hebrew. Hebrew, (laughs) Those are are all his again. You refuse to admit that mass testing is ineffective. Stop Mm. testing, despite your own contingency plans explicitly stating so. He actually cites a study that actually says in the fine print, we know this doesn't do anything. You refuse to admit that recovery is more protective than a vaccine. That would be natural immunity. Mm -hmm. Despite previous acknowledge and observations showing that non-recovered vaccinated people are more likely to be infected than recovered people. You refuse to admit that the vaccinated are contagious despite the observations. Based on this, you hope to achieve herd immunity by vaccination, and you failed in that as well. Bars. You insisted on ignoring the fact that the disease... Is dozens of times more dangerous for risk groups and older adults than for young people who are not in risk groups. Despite the knowledge, did they say not in risk groups? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's yeah. actually not risk groups. Yeah, I know. Came, yeah. And this, we've known this from China as early as to uh, 2020. Yeah. Um. Th- this is this is just nuts. Um. You know what he's what he's pointing out. So he, this is an open letter. And um, he goes on to say, you refused to adopt the Barrington Declaration signed by more than sixty thousand scientists and medical professionals. Were there medical
0: educators in, in that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe,
2: but but remember how many were in your in the, in the group that signed the letter? Two hundred and seventy. Two hundred and seventy. And Rolling Stone is like you know lighting their hair on fire it. and you know and, and breathing yep. heavy into a back. That's Two hundred and seventy right. medical professors. Yeah. There are sixty thousand scientists and medical professionals and other common sense you know uh, science uh, uh, educators who have. Signed the Barrington Declaration, yeah. um, and he says you chose you chose rather to ridicule, slander, distort, and discredit
0: them. Wasn't Ehud the guy in the scriptures who love killed the man and woman, uh, um, or, or he ki- came in and killed the king? Yeah, is this, this my yeah. new story or not, Gabe? <laughs> oh, is that is that where you're going with it? Hey, hey, I mean, I, I'm just saying. I, mean, I just,
2: I mean, you're gonna let b- me? you gonna let me say something? I bleed <laughs> scripture. I mean, who, who's the?
1: Who's just the, not facts.
2: Who's the <laughs> pastor? Who's the pastor in this room? You, you, you. Why am I in the middle of <laughs> it? Who's got the Bible <laughs> open? <No. laughs> read the text. Read it. Read it. You raised the offering he <laughs> does the preaching. Come mind, on. Never man. mind. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind. What did you want to say about Ehud?
0: I, I was just saying, wasn't he that guy? <laughs> he...
2: <laughs> he was a guy. Was that yeah, guy. that's actually my favorite thing about this story.
1: That's was funny. He... His
2: name is Ehud. Yeah. It's left-handed. Left-handed Ehud.
1: And he crawled. It's You know what's amazing about that story? He crawled yeah. out through the sewer. Yeah, man. He crawled Judge, out through judges, the crack. Judges so
2: three. Even, even judges though it was,
1: three. Yeah, even though, and so even though it was a victory, it wasn't the kind of victory yeah. <laughs> that was noble. Yeah, <laughs> You no, know?
2: No, no, no. No, he was roughing it. He was, he was roughing he was, it. He, he, he was an uh, undercover assassin. And that's
1: the kind of place that wow. they were in where they needed the kind of victory that came yeah. about like that. And yeah. that's exactly the kind of place that we're in right now. The
2: second page of, of Ehud's letter, Professor Ehud, again, this is an open letter, um, this uh, uh, um, immunologist, Tel Aviv, um, his second letter is all about how the government has destroyed public trust. This goes back to the accusations the Rogan. of, the, of the, yep. against Rogan that mm-hmm. he's destroying public wow. trust. Yep. But but he says after listing all of these plate ways where they have um, um, blatantly failed, yep. Yep. completely brazenly failed, and failed to acknowledge that they were wrong in any way, shape, or form. And every little wave of you know relaxing, they say, "Hey, look, we saved everybody." Uh-huh. Again and again and mm-hmm. again. The whole second page is all about how the government has destroyed public trust, um, a- including and, and specifically how they have um, begun treating the unvaccinated, which is what we've been wow. um, talking about uh, today. You
1: this know, past- guy's not dead, yeah, Pastor. This is I this mean, is, wait, well. You better have a good security team. Yeah. Hillary will get to him pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. you know, one of the things that's really been interesting to me, though, Pastor, is that. I've been thinking about general revelation and special revelation, Mm -hmm. and thinking about general revelation, um, or what people call natural law, it's God's revelation still. Absolutely. And one of the things that's a grace inside of that revelation, it still reminds you when you're missing it. Right. (laughs) And so the way the world has been working has been letting all of our scientists know— You've been missing it right. a lot yeah. and really bad. And, and this is one of those like yeah. general revelation, like boom, right. boom, boom. You've been missing it.
2: Professor Ehood ends the whole letter with these two sentences. There is currently no medical emergency, but you have been cultivating such a condition for two wow. years now because of lust for power, budgets, and control. Mm. The only emergency now is that you still set policies and hold huge budgets for propaganda and psychological wow. engineering, instead of directing them to strengthen the healthcare system, that's incredible. Mm. Um, that's incredible. I, I mean, th- he pulled out his left hand dagger and he thrust it right into obese Moabite King Eglon's belly. You remember <laughs> and it that? Folded over, and, which on. is a great picture of our statist. Um, I, I like to call it Job of the Hut. Yep. But I think I'm going to go with Mo, you know, Moabite King Eglon from, from now on. So king, yeah, um, we you, we should do a magazine cover. One of our magazine covers this year should yeah, be that. With, with yeah. Ehud yeah. With, his, with his left-handed yeah. dagger in Eglon's fat maybe, belly. Maybe
0: it's the, adi- the edition where we do the, the Grace of Theonomy. Yeah, yeah, man. Man, that's coming out it's this coming year. It's coming out soon. Yeah. Hey, did you guys get
2: your Fight, Laugh, Feast magazines? You know yeah, know that's, a, that's the Christmas version. Yeah. Yeah. Using a smartphone uh, or computer opens the door to a host of digital temptations. In a world saturated with pornography and other harmful content, what's a Christian supposed to do? We need to take a proactive approach welcoming transparency in our digital media Mm -hmm. choices. And accountable to you makes that easy. Their accountability software shares detailed activity reports from all your devices and your kids' devices in real time to the accountability partners that you choose. With accountability in place, your family can effectively guard against temptations online and live with purity and integrity. Support the people that support us and learn more and try it free at accountable to you.com forward slash FLF. Mm. FLF, fight, last feast.
1: All right, so coming up next on Cross Politic, we don't know, but we're about to find out. <laughs> I do know, I do know on the third segment... Uh the Worldview. the Worldview Shotgun Series Chapter 12. We don't two, mix that. Tablet <sharp inhale> 2, we're doing it, baby. More cross politics coming up next. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy,
3: steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and
1: glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information.
2: You're a dog-faced pony
1: shoulder. I just, <laughs> I just oh, thought I'd throw that really? in there. <laughs>
2: Already? <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom,
0: because we got Steve Dace
2: coming. Up. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We mm. even have a slide for it. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum. Local, like-minded <laughs> communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com.
1: Classical, Christian, get connected, get community. I just want to say, too, um, if you're in Chicago, this kind of really your only option because the teachers' union right. and the, the mayor... they running If they ask the mayor when are the kids going to go back to school, my mayor ain't never going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> with my kids, kids are going back, are to, gonna school. Go back to school you know, i'm
2: gonna tell you that right now right. you know what's going on in chicago what's going on in washington dc oh you know goodness. what that's called that's called covid stan it's covid stan right. last year at the fight life east rally in rapid city south dakota yeah. we had steve dace come and gave a great talk on how we got here and he called it covid stan or COVIDistan, I don't know. Anyways, um, our middle segment interview for you today is dropping you into a portion of that talk. It'll rock your world. And then hopefully it it gets you geared up and ready to go into the third segment with the Worldview Shotgun series. Mm.
3: Whatever it is, I promise you this, it will not fully end until people in auditoriums like this make it end and not a moment sooner. But you have other people here this weekend to help you with that part of it. I'm here, I traveled this way because I wanted to lay the land of what you're up against and why. Because some of you in this room, you may be thinking, is this a little over the top? Although I'm guessing if you came to a conference titled the way this one is, You're probably not thinking it's over the top, but maybe you brought somebody, a guest or somebody with you thinking, all right, come on, is it really that bad? Oh, it's worse. All right? It's worse. In fact, allow me here to introduce you to your new country. Whether you like it or not, you are all now proud residents of a new place called COVID Stand. America has been rebirthed, reborn, into a new country called COVID-Stan, where if a magic phrase is uttered, if a magic word is said, Constitution, what's that? Or as the great prophets Cheech and Chong once said, isn't that it back on the bumper, man? Okay, we don't know what that is. All right, Bill of Rights, what are those, Right? Um, laws of nature and nature's God, uh, we worship a different God here in covid stand. Now, if you think this is radical, if you think that this is simply the result of a temporary loss of sanity by your government officials, and that they will eventually one day, there will be a day, one day, where Anthony Fauci will stand up and look at all of you and say, like Han Solo, you're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That day's never coming. In fact, it's far more likely Anthony Fauci will outlive everyone in this room, including your children, like Modoc in a screen, all right? Posthumously, you will be taking orders. Modified organism designed only for killing, that's what MODOK stands for, all right? That you'll be taking posthumous orders on a screen from the likes of Anthony Fauci, because that's the road that we are heading down as a civilization. Now, you might say, but Steve, the whole world is doing this. So what's your point? Um, We're America. I don't know about the rest of you, but we kind of got to be America by not doing all the really stupid crap the rest of the world does, right? Okay. So, four things you need to know this morning, and then I wanna take your questions, especially the snotty ones, okay? All right, so here's the first thing you need to know about COVID Stan. Number one, COVID Stan is not an outlier. This is not a one-off event. It's a harvest. This is not a one-off event. It's a fulfillment of numerous other events. Isn't it just truly amazing how they had all their talking points ready to go? Weird. Vaccines, vaccine passports, lockdowns, shutdowns. It's just truly, and how they were just Man, if we didn't have Wuhan for luck, we'd just have no luck at all around here, right? I mean, they just, they just knew exactly. They had everything lined up, everybody singing from the same hymnal, ready to act. Now, if you live in a few places, where I live in Iowa, here in South Dakota would be another. There have been a few places, isolated places, that have pushed back on this, that have become control groups. Around the 1st of February, my home state of Iowa ended all COVID restrictions, ended them all. We were actually the first state to reopen by gubernatorial decree the 1st of May last year, so one year ago this weekend. Not, we opened up, we have 99 counties, we opened up 93 of them. The six most populous ones, we held them back for a couple of weeks to see what the initial reopening would look like. So of course, knowing me, if you listen to my show, I took my wife and we just went to one of the counties that was already open for the weekend, rented a hotel room and got away for a weekend and went back to America for a weekend waiting for it to reopen where we lived. But ever since then, it's been essentially reopened, our state has been. We've been going to the movies in Iowa since the first of last May. Early February, we ended all the restrictions. The Washington Post ran a story with the headline, Welcome to Iowa, a state that doesn't care whether you live or die. What do you think Are now, when we, since we've reopened everything, and our governor's no dummy, she reopened everything right before all the state high school tournaments were about to start, okay? The peasants were gonna storm the Bastille if there wasn't gonna be a state wrestling tournament in Iowa, folks, okay? <laughs> But lo and behold, we had state wrestling, boys and girls basketball, all these tournaments. And yet, what do you guys think has happened to our daily deaths with COVID in Iowa since we reopened in February? You know, the warm time of year. What do you think has happened to our epidemiological curve in Iowa since we reopened? It has plummeted. It has plummeted. You might be shocked to learn the Washington Post hasn't run a follow-up story. Huh, weird. They had this whole narrative, ready, prepared, ready to go. Almost like, I don't know, if they knew something like this was coming, how would they have behaved any differently? And so you have to understand, they didn't know something like this was coming but they were waiting for something like this to come. They had their great reset language ready to go. The spirit of the age was waiting, ready to pounce. Look how quickly it assembled all of this. Furthermore, look how quickly it subjugated all of your families and neighbors. I've done numerous radio interviews and television interviews for our book, Fauci and Bargain, since it came out. One of the first questions I get every time is about the subtitle, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. Invariably, someone will always ask me, the host will always ask me, is that really true? And I've answered every time this way. Everyone right now, within the sound of my voice over the last year has had their lives Their businesses, their schools, their churches, all torn asunder by the edicts of one man, nobody voted for, mail-in or any other method. If that's not the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history, I don't know who is. I don't want to know who's more powerful than that. Do you want, would you like to find out who's more powerful than, can I go outside and breathe air? Would you like to know who's more powerful than that? I would not tempt that one. Monday. Monday will be four weeks since the state of Nevada, otherwise known as a desert, since the state of Nevada allowed you to go play basketball outdoors at a park. It'll be four weeks ago Monday. Meanwhile, for months on end though, you could go in the casinos, remove the glorious Chinese face diaper in order to inhale and exhale a lung dart in between penny slots. Don't tell me that this is about healthcare, folks. Okay? It's about a lot of things and the virus is very real, but whatever this last year has been is about a lot of things. It ain't about a virus. You guys have heard the name Imperial College, I'm sure, right? They're the initial model that shut down the world that has since been discredited. What you may not know, though, is shortly after Imperial College came out with its survey on March 16th of last year, the university released an ancillary paper from a foundation on campus funded by an individual named Jeremy Grantham. Jeremy Grantham is a multi-billionaire. He has donated about 80% of his personal wealth to ending what he calls the 250-year fossil fuel bubble. Guess what his belief system is? He's one of the leading Miss Havishams of Imperial College. They didn't tell you that in the media, did they? They didn't tell you about who their donors were, did they? And shortly after they released their model, there was an ancillary paper from Imperial College they didn't tell you about either. And in this paper, it basically said, this is really now time for a great reset. Now that we're all at home, remember that line in Avengers Endgame when Captain America rolls in to see Black Widow and says, I don't know, man, without all the people, you see the whales actually in the Hudson again and without all the pollution. And she looks at him and says, shut up, I don't want to hear that, that doesn't cheer me up at all, that all these people are gone. This paper from Imperial College actually says stuff like that. Hey, you know, it's cleaning the water and everything again. Let's just keep it this way. This is the opportunity. With everybody at home, their business is shut down. This is now the opportunity to launch basically a proto-Green New Deal. Let's do it now. They didn't tell you about that, did they? When you're governors, I'm told there are people from 38 different states here this morning. Did you? Yes, that's incredible. When your governor shut your state down because Imperial College told them to, did he or she also tell you about the ancillary paper that they also said shut Western civilization down to while you're at it? They'd leave that part of the conversation out, I'm guessing. This is not an outlier. It's a harvest. The spirit of the age was waiting for a moment like this to mobilize what it had long waited and attempted to do, the cloud pivoting of Western civilization. Otherwise known, we used to call it Christendom. And when COVID presented itself, it took advantage of it. If you want to defeat this enemy, you need to know who the enemy really is and what it's really done. It is using this to never let a crisis go to waste. That's what it's doing here. Number two, COVID stand is not a paradigm shift. It's the firstborn child of the paradigm shift that has already occurred. This is its offspring. You know, we've kind of had this cycle in America since the dawn of the Republic, about every 30, 40 years, we've had like a major political realignment. And you've heard maybe political scientists say, we're way overdue for one in America. Really the last one we had, the last two we had that they recognize, was when Jack Kennedy picked up the phone and called Martin Luther King Jr. in jail. And that began the migration of black voters from the Republican Party to the Democrats. Some of you might, this might blow your mind. The number one black endorsement in the 1960 presidential campaign was Jackie Robinson, for obvious reasons. He endorsed Richard Nixon over Jack Kennedy. It was a major upset in 1948 when Harry Truman got like 40% of the black vote. That's why he upset Thomas Dewey. The polls didn't bother polling black people back then. And it was just assumed they all vote Republican because of Lincoln, the emancipator. But Truman was the first to fully integrate the military. And for that, he got, an um, he got really an unrecognizable amount of black voters. And that's what propelled him to his win over Thomas Dewey. Jack Kennedy completed that migration in 1960. Since 1964, Republicans have gotten of the black vote, twice. That's one major realignment. The other, maybe something most of you are more familiar with, the birth of the old religious right. The alliance of Catholics and evangelicals, post Roe v. Wade. And so there's this thought that we're way overdue for a political realignment in America. One of those took place in the 60s, the other took place in the 70s and 80s. That's at least a full generation, right? So where's this major political realignment going to come from? It already occurred. It just didn't occur within a substantial block of voters. It occurred within a substantial block of those who shape what what voters get to see. Corporate America. When I was growing up, the Reagan era, corporate America, you were usually Somewhere between Gordon Gecko and Lee Iacocca, somewhere between "greed is good" and Team America, and early on in the old conservative coalition, corporate America would fund a lot of our culture war stuff. Maybe they even thought it was nuts, but they liked the fact that we voted for Republicans that kept taxes and regulations off their back, so they could make more money. Then we got in in the 90s in the gay marriage wars. Target went from a company that used to donate to marriage amendment battles to a company that just vacated the public sphere altogether and now was the first major corporation to allow men into women's bathrooms, drawing a protest several years ago from the American Family Association, if some of you remember that. That is the evolution of corporate America. They used to fund events like this, believing they'd get an ancillary benefit to it. They then got tired of the mob, and so they divested from a lot of the political sphere. And now, the thumb is on the scale. Because there's been a generational change over in there, too. See, all of the same universities your corrupt media members went to, your corrupt CEOs went to the same ones. And this harvest is plenty, and the workers are a multitude Those are their boardrooms now. They don't just donate now because they want a Twitter ratio. They're true believers in a lot of cases. They believe these things. They're active proponents of it. They're not just getting woke because they think it will get them some cheesy headlines. They're believers. This has caused a major political realignment in America. What it's caused is really the old fashioned definition of fascism an alliance between elites in both the public and the private sector to govern society. That's what you're seeing now. Gabe, when he introduced me, gave you an anecdotal example of it. Amazon just got tired of our book being number one in the country, where 83% of all books in America every day are sold at amazon.com, 83%. So they got tired of this book being number one. When I was on Tucker Carlson talking about the book, he said, I cannot believe Amazon allowed this book to be placed. And I told him if you had written it, they wouldn't have. You're a massive star, they would, have, they would have saw you coming. I was able to slip in past the goalie, but now they've got a problem, they'd love to ban it. Here's what happens, if they ban it, we just put 50,000 more copies in the Blaze store, you guys just buy them from us directly, Amazon doesn't get 30% of that sale. But we use them to generate all the publicity, so it would have been great for us if they would have banned it. You guys would have bought even more copies of it. Okay? So they, so they, they went a half measure instead. We're not going to ban it, we're just going to make it a lot more difficult for people to find. And this is the game they control both ends of the Overton window now, they control both ends of the equation now what gets not just seen and heard, but also promoted. In COVID stand, you do not have a voice.
1: You know, if you're, if you're a filmmaker And you you know how to run a camera When you see somebody pacing on the floor like that You're just like, <laughs> like I, Forget it Wide <laughs> screen, <laughs> Zoom out <laughs> But one of the things that Steve does He gets you so excited Like yeah. he gets you pumped up And, and he's dropping so many facts Listen, if you want to finish watching the rest of that You're going to have to sign up to Become a club member Because that's the only place That you're going to be able to yeah. finish yeah. The rest of that And Steve was on fire You should see the round table that we had I actually got him to stand up From sitting down More cross politics Coming up next, the World Shot the World Shotgun Series, Chapter Twelve: Covenant Succession. Y'all won't miss it, fam. It's gonna be good. More cross politic. Next.
2: Y'all ready for some more? I am. You ready for some more? Let's do it. Are you hungry? <laughs> Welcome back to CrossPolitik on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. This segment is brought to you by Dime Payments. It's yeah. a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment process system. So please go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF and sign your business up. Working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. Yep. They won't cancel hmm. you like MailChimp, more like Mail Chump canceled the Babylon <laughs> Beast. Check them out. I missed that. At least have a phone call and tell them that Cross Politics sent you. Go to DimePayments.com forward slash
1: FLF. Oh, you know what time it is. You guys ready? It is. Yeah, baby. Buckle up. Chapter 12. Mm. Covenant Succession. Succession. <laughs> <Shun. Shun. laughs> I like that. Mm. Have you learned it yet? You know where to stop at? Here we go. Go on the gut.
0: I'm pretty sure I laugh every time at that point. I love at that, that point, I need to make yeah.
1: a new one, but eventually uh, I will. At some I think people point. should
2: send in their kids trying to do that.
1: Every kid needs, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That'd yeah, be great. I'll, we'll play some of especially those, especially the baptized ones. Uh, the oh, modern, no! yeah, I did it. The modern church is so powerless before our enemies because we have rejected the weapons of God. What weapons? You might be asking. Well, the weapons that are our children.
0: As arrows are on the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. Love that. Quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies
2: in the gate. That's Psalm 127. Or Psalm 8. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength Hmm. because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. That's Psalm 8 too.
1: Jesus says something similar in the gospel. When the disciples asked him, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus set a little child in the midst of them and said that unless they become like the little children, they could not enter the kingdom. Children are the greatest in the kingdom. That's Matthew 18 and 4. So children
2: are arrows. Children silence enemies. And children are the greatest in the kingdom. But we flipped it all upside down and backwards. The, The Christian church has largely swallowed the lies of the world that children are... At best, family accessories, you know, add-ons for Christmas pictures. That's right. And they're inconvenient, at worst. We put them in daycares and children's church and Sunday (sighs) schools and youth groups down in the basement. That's right. And we tell them that when they grow up and become as boring and stuffy and arrogant as we are, then they can be Christians too.
0: That's that's not a good arrow right there. You don't want that. No. But the Bible says the opposite. The Bible says that our children are weapons. They fight the enemies of God with their... Uh, infant cries with their childish singing and with their childlike faith. They
2: are the great ones in the kingdom. I love how in church there's always like this sort of echo of the amens, you know, the (laughs) amen. And then all the, eh. a delay, kind of a delay. That's all weapons right there. That's that's, that's an extra shot over the bow, but children are not automatic blessings. We all know some family that had six or eight kids, and now they're all drug
1: dealers and hellions. They're they're arrows, but they're broken arrows, more like boomerang arrows. They're shooting the wrong way.
0: But the Bible does not teach that it's uh, just a crapshoot. It's not random. God is sovereign over the salvation of every individual, and we do not uh, have power to save, obviously. Regeneration is a work of the Spirit, but we are called upon God to believe in God for the salvation of our children. The most important work that we do in raising our children as faithful kingdom warriors is believing uh, parents believing
2: the promises of God. Right, that's that's really, really key. The most important thing we do as parents is believe the promises of God. Some people think that those promises of God for our children were only in the Old Testament, (laughs) only the Old Covenant. But, uh, sorry, you're wrong. Uh, The Old Testament actually foretold the New Covenant, would include our children.
1: That's right. Quote, and they shall be my people and I will be their God. And I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and for the good of their children after them. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good. But I will put my fear in their hearts that they shall not depart from me. That's Jeremiah 32 and 38.
2: So, this prophecy of the new covenant is god's promise that he will do good to his people and to their children man praise Mm. god that's Mm. the new covenant he will put his fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from him this he says is his everlasting covenant
1: you can find the same thing in ezekiel 37 where it says the messiah the new king david will, will reign over the people and their children and their children's children forever this is god's covenant of peace his everlasting covenant with them.
0: Isaiah says in the new covenant, they shall not labor in vain nor bring forth trouble. They are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring is with them. That's Isaiah 65. The children of believers are called to the blessed of the Lord. They're called the blessed of the Lord. That's what children of believers are called. In the new covenant, that's foretold of the old covenant. And don't forget Acts chapter 2. Right? Yeah. Repent and believe for the promises to you and to your children. Right. So these are the promises of God, and our job is to believe these promises. So we first want to make sure we are believing God's promises. Then we want to obey God, but we want to obey God with childlike faith in his promises. This we're Parents, childlike faith. Yeah. Not fearful, angsty, not rule-mongering.
2: Yeah.
1: What's the difference?
2: Well, faithful obedience is cheerful it's glad, it's thankful, yeah. it's playful, it's good-humored. It, it keeps an eye fixed
0: on Jesus. Amen. And, and faithful obedience laughs a lot. I need to laugh a little more. It's not grumpy, yeah. critical, hovering, or censorious, or cranky. Yeah. Y'all yeah. preaching on me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> faithful, um, b- believing the promises joyfully like that, doesn't sweat the details yeah either remember we have to have childlike faith ourselves yeah to enter the kingdom and fundamentally it is childlike faith that we want to model for our children mm. and since we're not saved by our good works our obedience must be from hearts of gratitude we get to obey god mm. we get to teach our children That's we get right. to correct our children we get to forgive one another it's All
0: grace. Amen. So, So first we believe the promises, and then we obey God with glad hearts and big smiles and lots of laughter and lots of joy.
1: And chocolate. Scotch, scotch. <laughs> <laughs> you took well, that from me. <laughs> uh, uh, I, well, giving scotch you all, around. Kids? all around, all <laughs> <laughs>
3: around, really. Okay, I didn't, I
1: didn't know that's what we was doing. Y'all need to tell me next time what we're doing. <laughs> and what does God command us to do? Well, He commands us to teach our children to keep the way of the Lord, that's why we give them scotch. <laughs> <laughs> For I have chosen Abraham that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Genesis 18, 19. This is powerful stuff.
2: Yeah, so so notice the connections there. God chose Abraham so that he might command his children to keep the way of the Lord so that the Lord might bring to Abraham what he promised him. God blesses us so that we might communicate that blessing to our children so that God might give us more Mm. blessing through our kids. Mm. (laughs) And Mm. notice that pattern. God loves to bless with fulfillment of his promises over the course of generations through covenant succession. And
0: that's that, that same Acts chapter 2, repent and believe for the promises to you and to your children. Right. Uh, here's another. You shall teach them God's laws um, to your children, talking of them when you're sitting in your house, yep. when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. There's got to be a, a hip-hop song to this you know that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of the Lord uh swore to your fathers to give them as long as the heavens are above the earth Deuteronomy 11 right mm-hmm.
1: so so teaching your children is an all day thing and sometimes it's an all night thing yeah. too
2: <laughs> you done that before
1: yeah <laughs> still doing it yeah.
2: <laughs> but the command comes with a promise that our days may be multiplied in the land. And, Mm. but just in case you're tempted to think, oh, that's an old Testament promise. The new Testament explicitly repeats it. And the promise is now extended to Gentile kids in Ephesus. Praise the Lord. Not (laughs) not Jewish kids in Israel anymore. Children obey your parents in the Lord Mm -hmm. for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3.
1: The next verse actually tells us how children learn to obey their parents and inherit the promised blessing of obedience. Quote, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 4. Of course, mothers are so involved in this as well. But it's not an accident that fathers are singled out. Right. They're responsible for the state of their homes. Mm. They're responsible to lead the elite in this way.
0: And for the spankings. Yeah, I, we, I do know? that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Sharon's happy about that, too, just so everybody knows. <laughs> hey, but, get your son. <laughs> right, right.
2: That's, that's your boy. And remember... They have to be administered, though. Those spankings need to be administered with joyful, cheerful heart. Amen. Never discipline your children angry.
0: It's Yeah.
2: One reason many parents have had such bad experiences with their children is because they refuse to discipline them. They refuse to correct them joyfully. And then when they are angry... Uh, when they discipline their kids, when they spank their kids,
0: because that, that's because they aren't trusting in yeah. the blessings of the Lord and what God is right. doing through that process. They, right. they aren't trusting in God's grace. Right. They aren't trusting in God's salvation for their children. Another right. no, no, no no, thing,
2: really. like, this is the opportunity.
0: You get cranked. Yeah, this yeah. is a great opportunity to share the gospel through this right. discipline. Exactly. Yeah,
1: they actually refuse to be joyfully in obeying God, and so they re- right. they wonder why their kids refuse to joyfully obey them. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> God says, he that's, that spareth his rod hateth his son. But he that loveth him chaseth him in betimes? <laughs> bedtimes. <mean> bed-times? <laughs> betimes?
2: At bedtimes. At bed-times? That's <laughs> King James. Be- betimes. It means timely, mm. in a timely way. Okay, so. If you love your kid, you're chasing him when he needs That's it. That's helpful.
0: Right away. Thank it- you for interpreting King James <laughs> for me. Well,
1: we need a little more poetry in our life. If you refuse to spank your children, you are actively hating your child.
0: Yeah. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Proverbs 22, 15. And parents, you need to write that on your heart. Yeah. Modern psychologists say that spanking is bad for a
2: child. Boo. But they're wrong. But
0: they think drugs are good for children. <laughs> right? Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> but the Bible
2: says, withhold not correction from the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. That's in the Bible, you guys. It's probably illegal in several states. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Proverbs 23. 13 through 14. Now, again, remember, we're talking about doing this in a disciplined way, doing, yeah. you know, not, not being angry or anything like that. But that's what a spanking is. It's a little bit of pain yeah. now, yeah.
1: a wee beating,
2: in order to prevent a lot of pain later. Right. But as,
1: you know, it's funny because somebody's going to beat your kid. Either it's going to be you or it's <laughs> going to be the penitentiary. The penitentiary that's okay, right. that's the only two options you
0: have. Yeah. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. That's New Testament Hebrews chapter 12. Oh. Right.
2: Since discipline should result in this peaceable fruit of righteousness, there should be lots of teaching and training. And spanking mm. and practicing. Enjoy. Yeah. When, when the kids are little, with lots of joy and laughter mixed in. And the idea should be to slowly take the training wheels off. Mm. There should be fewer and fewer spanks as they go through the elementary years. And you want to be aiming for teenagers who are basically mature adults preparing to leave.
0: That's called shooting an arrow. Right, right there. Yeah. That's what
1: not that is. Not a boomerang is. arrow either. Yeah, that's right.
0: It's, the temptation is to get this backwards, to go light on the sins when the kids are little and the sins are, you know, may, maybe what we describe as cute. Aww. Right. And, and then try to clamp down when they become teenagers. And that doesn't work. Right. Mm. Uh, Pastor Wilson likes to say that our job as parents is not merely to get our kids to conform to the standard. And this is so important. But to get your kids, uh, your job is to get your kids
2: to teach your children to love the standard. Right. Mm. right. Not conformity. Loving it. Yep. So this is one of the greatest holes in Western Christianity. We say that God must fight for us. We say that Christian worldview matters, but right at the center of those things is God's clear pattern of granting spiritual power and authority and blessing through generational faithfulness, covenant succession, the blessing of children. These are our weapons. Mm -hmm. And and so God's, bam,
0: God's blessings are not automatic, right? Right. We we believe we trust we believe in God that He's gonna bless us. Right. But they aren't automatic. And this is really important because we're talking about like sending your kids off to be arrows of righteousness to the world. That's what we're talking about. And and so think of it this way. I remember uh, Pastor Ben Zorn's at one of our church services, really helpful and encouraging. He he just kinda illustrated if you have four faithful children, yeah. And then your kids grow up to get married and have four faithful, each four kids have four faithful children. And you just kind of exponentially roll that out over 100, 150 years. Mm. Well, you should, by the end of that process in about 100, 150 years, you should have about four or 500,000 faithful Christian covenantal Mm. descendants running around. Mm. Now you apply that to like a state like Idaho and it takes about 300,000 votes to get a governor. Yeah. You well, know, you, you know, actually, your family runs Idaho at that point, yeah, yeah. you know? Yep, we, know what,
1: yep. we know what Gabe's aiming for. That's covenantal,
0: that's covenantal faithfulness.
1: Right. So you know who's making that, running that calculation? The world's running that calculation. Right. That's why they sure. want your kids that's in their schools. Kids. You know, there's two things that I thought about when we talks about um, arrows going out. One of the things that we don't do very well, as it, we get like even the people who get this, and this is kind of maybe pointed mostly at Presbyterians and people who understand covenant succession a little better, um, we fail in pointing arrows at clear Targets, mm. and what I mean by that is that we are totally amazed when fathers like Serena Williams, Venus Williams' dad, yeah. um, and and they and these other people who put their kids Tiger Woods, of, Tiger Woods' father, yeah, yeah. but they they focus very narrowly on this is what you're going to do. Yeah, Daddy can't go play golf, but my son is going to change the game, and so yeah. I'm going to focus my life and my intention yeah. on you developing a craft so I can shoot you into the arena of golf, basketball, or football. Mm. We know what our kids are, right. and yeah. we know what God has given us and how he has given us them to change the world. Why don't we say, man, we need a good mayor. Yeah. Andrew, yeah. you're going to be trained to be a mayor. I want Andrew. All right, dude, seriously. <laughs> if, you know, if you know Andrew, <laughs> right. I will yeah. vote for Andrew you today. Know, yeah. and, you know, and there's a, we need a governor. We need a president, yeah. and we need to specifically say we need a godly president we need a godly sheriff a godly a mm. uh, 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 police chief we need and train our kids right. specifically yeah. to shoot in these and you know what that kind of effect the world gets that they understand that and we not only need to believe that but start operating in that yeah. you know in that way
2: right believe those promises and then act on those promises if they're true do them well this right. is really important for parents like you know
0: presumption is a sin right but you know presuming that my kids are going to grow up and be christians yeah. That's that's, right. a, that's presuming. No, no, no. That's, that's a sin. Right. What we're talking about is being faithful and trusting in God. Right. And that's where parents can 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 stumble in all this, right. where they kind of, especially those who are in the Presbyterian world, they kind of just saying, hey, we're going through all the steps. I baptized my kid. Right. Right. My kid takes right. the Lord's right. Supper and all this stuff. And it's like, no, that's presumption. Right. And what you need to be doing is faithfully trusting in God for that's the salvation right. of your kids and that they will be arrows as Amen. you launch them out into the world. Mm. Amen.
1: Mm. Amen covenant succession chapter oh I need to I need to do this go baptize your kids if you have children <laughs> I, just, I just I couldn't I didn't haven't had a How chance could you I not just do wanted that. to yeah,
2: right. <laughs>
1: Worldview Shotgun Series chapter 12 covenant succession so if you're single get married if you're married have kids and if you have kids go baptize them until next week love yes. God with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is cross politics. how could you not baptize him
2: i know after, after, that,
1: that, after that, that one after all yeah. those old testament
2: and new testament
1: verses oh my uh, goodness that's like the left-handed e-hood oh <laughs> yeah you know it, it just, it just because you guys do one more go time go baptize <laughs> your kids if you have
4: children american colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young christians
5: than the beaches of normandy were to the allies literally Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once, colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul.
4: Now, most college students spend their days in tax-funded, adult daycares with all
5: the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face, line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation, you are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you will be treated like an adult. You are responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget,
4: or going hungry, get a shot, or don't, mask up, or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation and that employers
5: and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the US are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school a family or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You are entitled to exactly jack squat in this life, but rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, An education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground, not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind.
4: Yes. Most of our best teachers are dead but our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you will debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's
5: truth, goodness, and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood, in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart
4: of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with
5: them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is.
4: After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule
5: a visit to New St. Andrews College.